Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Kalina. And I'm Eleanor. And welcome back to Don't Quote Me On That, where we kind of talk about movies. And we are, in fact, talking about a movie today. We are. A musical, I believe. Well, actually, We're I know I know it is. I don't know why I'm acting like <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know why Eleanor is acting like she doesn't know what it is. Listen, every every time I get Eleanor to actually successfully watch something is a is a miracle. Okay, I um, as we said, it's a musical. So we're talking about the last five years. I am a big musical girl. Um, I my theory on that is when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of Bollywood movies with my mom. So like to me, breaking into song and dance in the middle of a scene to explain your story just normal, you know. Wait, okay. So to give some context to to this, the only thing Kalina told me when she pitched this movie, and by pitched this movie, I I mean said, watch this, and I said, okay, um, Mm -hmm. was it had Anna Kendrick in it. And then she had a note on our like shared thing that says musicals and Bollywood. And I was very worried that it was going to be an Anna Kendrick Bollywood movie. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god that'd be so good <laughs> i don't know no, if it I would just, be <laughs> i know my target audience eleanor likes anna kendrick eleanor does not like musicals so i was like listen i know you don't like musicals but you do like anna kendrick give I it a do, shot i don't think anna kendrick um uh could in in this climate of that we're living in in society um could be the star of a Bollywood movie. I just feel like that would well, cause a lot the of star. questions. Listen, I never told you she was the star of this movie. She was just in it. Okay. You know Anna what? Kendrick That's just true. has a thirty-second cameo in my Bollywood movie that I'm now making. <laughs> Your six-hour Bollywood <laughs> no movie. Reason. She's there for thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. That. Yeah. That was my my musical and Bollywood theory. Is I because I don't know. Like I think logistically, the kind of person I am, I would hate musicals, but I do like them. I think they're. They're fun. I, I, you know what? I don't hate musicals, but they're not always my favorite. I think this one is done pretty well. Um, it's, it is like an adaptation of a full on Broadway musical. I like Broadway musicals. I've never, no, that's not true. I've seen a couple. Um, a part, another reason I picked it is because it's not just like a straightforward, here's a story. So I think that's um I thought like the way the story is told is very interesting. We get two we get two POVs and the timeline kind of flips. So I thought that kind of if, even if you didn't like the musical aspect of it, I figured that would make it intriguing for you. It you know what? It was. I did mostly like this. I will have some complaints, but that's what we're here for. So if you didn't have complaints, I'd be I would I wouldn't be convinced you watched it. I'll be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, the day I that I come on this call and say, "Oh my god, I loved it," is the day you go. We can record later. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me it's fine. Uh, so, basically, the last five years is written by Jason Robert Brown. As Eleanor said, it's based on like an actual musical. And it's based on his, like, actual real-life divorce, which is important for later, okay? I just want everyone to remember that the guy who wrote this musical, it was basically, like, it was, like, 
autobiographical and he was writing about the divorce he was actively going through okay so oh. for later it stars anna kendrick and um jeremy jordan and basically we're watching their relationship but we get anna kendrick plays kathy and we get the relationship from her point of view but from the end to the beginning and we see her first so we start at the end of the relationship and then we get Jamie, who's who's Jeremy Jordan is playing Jamie, her husband. We get to see their relationship, but from the start to the end. So basically, first song we get, as we said, it's a musical. Kathy is singing about the end of their relationship. Next song we get is Jamie, and he's singing about the beginning, and then so on and so forth. It switches back and forth like that throughout. Yeah, and they they don't explain that. You just kind of have to c- catch on to that. I knew like. Between the first and the second song, there was a huge shift in, like, lighting and whatnot. So I knew something was different. Um, but, no, I didn't I didn't completely understand that, that the timeline was that intentional until mm-hmm. I, I read it on the Wikipedia page. I always worry about that because before I watched it for the first time, I didn't... I had already I had already known the concept, if that makes sense. So like I had known the concept long before I'd like actually decided to sit down and watch it. So I I never it never occurred to me whether like going in, it was confusing because I thought it was well done. But I I had the background as mm-hmm. I said. Um. And yeah, and then there's a little crossover. This was released in 2014. Um, the last five years, the musical is from. It premiered in 2001 and then it was produced off right away in 2002. It's like a, a fairly big gap. And like there's not huge changes in the script and songs in any way. But like they do make minor changes to make it a little bit more modern or like, you know, present, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who directed this also directed um, Freedom Riders, which is a movie I really like. I always forget I like that movie, but that's a really good movie. And... Um, he also wrote Disenchanted, which is the Enchanted sequel that I think has come out by now. All right. I think those are all my facts. Thank you. I Oh, it was shot over three weeks, which I thought was interesting little tidbit. The whole filming process, three weeks. Um, I'm asking this for the benefit of our viewers and nobody else. Is that mm-hmm. long or short for a movie? I think that's a short time. Okay. Like it's not it's not like a big production movie, so I'm not surprised it didn't take very long. But you know, some movies that you hear like like I'm sure Elvis took months to film. Obviously that's a that's an extreme example. That's the first movie that popped in my head. But like that's a big movie. I'm sure that was months and months and months of filming and going to location, da 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 da. But because this is like a I guess you'd call it like a slice of life movie or mm-hmm. musical. Yeah. I do think I do think that it being filmed in such a short period of time works for it. Yeah. And it was also like the movie for the most part was just the two actors. So it's not like we had a lot of schedules that we had to work around for it. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because in the musical, you they are the only two people that you see the entire time. And they never actually interact with each other, which I think is interesting. Oh. It's done. They kind of follow that here, but it's a little bit trickier to pull that off, I think, in a movie. So they do have to make some modifications. But yeah, in the musical, they never actually like... Even if they're on, on the stage at the same time, and there's one song we'll talk about that I'll, I'll tell you about the Broadway version, but mm-hmm. e- even if they're on the stage, they don't actually speak to each other. They'll, like, speak at each other, but the other person is not actually there, because technically the other person's at another point in the timeline. Uh-huh. That's I did notice that there weren't a lot of 
like speaking roles given to other people. But yeah, it would mm-hmm. be it would be a little bizarre if there was literally nobody else in the movie. I don't think that would have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't translate over well, long story short. Did you have any other thoughts? Any like before we get into the first song? It does kind of open right away into the song, but any other Um I don't think so. Just that I was very, very confused for the first like I don't know two songs because i was gearing up for bollywood and i would like to blame you for that formally <laughs> uh listen you we were geniuses and we should do that is <laughs> all i'm saying okay so we'll hop right into the first song so the first song is called still hurting and this is as i said kathy starts off anna kendrick kathy starts off and we like pan into her room into her like apartment and she's singing about how like jamie is over and jamie is gone jamie has decided it's time to move on so like that the first words we hear are jamie and she looks real depressed okay she looks she she's does having a good time. it's very like um twilight new moon edward left me kind of mm-hmm. like even with the lighting and the um how they shoot it with like the the big kind of She's just in a chair and the camera's going all around her. Mm-hmm. I thought Jamie was dead. Um, That's fair. As I was saying the words, I was like, that doesn't sound great for him. Mm-mm. One, I think, so one thing I think they did really well is you hear some, like, ambient sound in the background, like cars honking and people yelling at each other. So I do think it sets the scene well in terms of, like, you know you're in New York. And then we lose that. And then also it's like, Anna Kendrick on one half of the screen and then Jeremy Jordan on the other half of the screen, which is a little bit more obvious, but you know, it also sets the the split in the points of view up very well. Mm-hmm. And then as you go throughout the apartment at first in the song, you see photos of her and Jamie on their wedding day, but none of the photos are of them together, which is interesting. So it'll be like a singular photo or like like frame of of kathy and her wedding dress and then next to it will be a f- another fo- frame with jeremy uh, not jeremy jamie in his <laughs> suit same same um but like it won't be together but then as the song progresses we get photos of them where they're actually in the same photo and in the same frame but i thought that was a very interesting way to open it up is like we've already and we've already we're already at the end they're already apart but like showing you where they came from and where we're going mm-hmm. i also think um Anna Kendrick is really good at looking very sad. Oh my god, she I, looks like so I, miserable. She she looks like she just got stabbed, which is not a complaint because I, it works. Mm-hmm. She looks devastated. I think this is a a strong song to start out with. Um, I think if you don't know, even if you don't know the premise or anything about it, I think when you hear it, you're like. Oh, and you're like you're you're trying to figure out like what is so devastating. I'm pulling up the lyrics here, so she it's goes, definitely yeah. like um, you know how when you're in fourth grade and you're learning how to write a story, you have to you have to have that hook. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like the first line of your essay has to be just just to grab everybody's attention. I think Mr. Whoever wrote this, what was his name? Jason Robert Brown. Mr. Jason Robert Brown. He took that advice and he excelled. One thing I want to bring up, because this is a question I will have for you at the end, but it's about basically, like, 
as I said, it's about their relationship falling apart. Obviously, we're at the end of the relationship here, so something went wrong, even if this is the first time you're introduced to the premise. And in the song, because all the context we have is what she's telling us about the relationship, is she says, Jamie's arrived at the end of the line, and Jamie's convinced that the problems are mine. And then she says, Jamie is probably feeling just fine. So, like, off the bat, we're getting this picture where, like, she... It's not her fault that they're not together. And she's very clearly devastated about it. And I'm just, I want, I want, I want everyone to keep that in mind as we go through the songs about like where the blame lies in their minds versus like actually. At this stage, I, um, obviously because we only had from the first song, her perspective, I was ready to, to fight. I was like, "Mm, that man sucks. Mm -hmm. Can't believe he would do that to you. Um, but I do and have I also, complex feelings that we'll get into. I also like, I'm bringing this up before we go into the next song. It's very like blue, like cool tone. It's very, like I said, we look. she looks miserable. She's wearing these dark colors. The like, r- the room she's in is not lit up. Everything looks like, it's like in blues and grays, essentially, these deep colors. And then we, we counter that with the next song we go into, which is Jamie singing um, Shiksa Goddess, I believe is the correct pronun- pronunciation, mm-hmm. which is right after they meet and they're like getting it on okay and he's singing (laughs) he's singing about how basically he's jewish and how he 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 was it's a long song about how he just doesn't want to marry a jewish girl he was like you you your mother and your brother could sleep with each other but just the fact that (laughs) you are not jewish and not from my synagogue is enough for me to be in love with you he was like, if you were born a man, that's fine. You're just not Jewish. I'm happy. Hey, trans rights, okay? Trans rights. From, for, for a movie from 2014, that is huge. And I think, I think this song in particular is interesting because it is, again, about the real guy's divorce. Um, and originally he wrote a song, which I don't want to, I'm, I'm going off the top off of my memory here, which is questionable at best um but basically it was a song about being irish catholic i believe but his mm-hmm. ex-wife said that they like he basically she was like you're airing out too much of it like that's too true to our actual lives and so he, she sued him over it so he had to change the song and then he like countersued her i think for interfering with his work but like if you're gonna write about someone's real life, you gotta like you can't you can't be like well you're you the fact that you're upset that I r- aired out your dirty laundry is interfering with my job. You know what you could do? Anything else? Yeah, I feel like this song was important in the sense that it it kind of set up who Jamie is and like how he was thinking going into it. Mm-hmm. But you could you could just like pick another trait that doesn't that mm-hmm. closely mirror your poor ex-wife who I'll be honest based on this movie you did not treat well <laughs> I think she deserves just a little bit of um, privacy yeah. yeah and then but when I was talking about the colors at the end of still hurting so we jump into Shiksa goddess and it's like it's just these brights and oranges I think Jamie's wearing like a red shirt or something like that but it's just it's and it's very he's very chatty and again in the musical they're they never actually speak to each other but like in the song in the in the movie it's a little bit different but 
Kathy never actually like gets a word in. She just kind of sits there and is like looking at him while he's waxing poetic about how much he loves her and how wonderful it is that she's not Jewish and all this jazz. And so yeah, I think that I think... sets the tone for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that like that was sort of a purposeful movie adaptation choice to have her be silent makes it make a little bit more sense. But when I was when I first watched it, I was definitely like, that's it's weird that she's not saying anything. And I think now with all the information that is presented to me, it both makes sense for the story um, and also makes sense for her character. I was going to say that I think I, I think like stylistically it's good, but also, yeah, it does present the dynamic in the relationship because again up to this point it's only been one song but like up to this point we've only heard her half of the relationship which is jamie is left and he's fine and she's not happy about it and now he's like oh my god i love you so much so you're like you're wondering what happened that he adored her so much and now they're not together like how does how did we get from point a to point z quite literally not even point b he's definitely in in lust and he Mm -hmm. is very um creative with with Uh how he chooses to um talk about that and if you want to move on to the next song slash scene i am okay because this song was a lot for me to handle (laughs) well before i uh one last thing if anyone's interested um that guy who's that's not jeremy jordan what's his name jordan fisher there was two jordans i got mixed up jordan fisher that uh he was on disney i think he was oh Mm -hmm. i know who jordan fisher is love he him is handsome he is handsome and he does a cover of this song so if you want some like like a fun song and just take it out of the context of the movie you can listen to his cover um yeah i'm happy to go on to the next song if you oh. are i absolutely am <laughs> dying to <laughs> uh the next one is see i'm smiling so we're back to kathy again back to the so like a little bit before the like final end end of the relationship and it's Kathy is an actress, which we I think we this is where we first learned Kathy's an actress here. And she's in Ohio doing like summer theater. So she hasn't like made it big. Her going to Ohio becomes like a is a reoccurring thing we learn. And she's not happy about it any of the times. It gets worse every time. Um, but Jamie has come out to see her and she's you can tell things have been strained. And this is like. I guess on Jamie's part, this is like a big move where Kathy's like, oh, you do actually care. Like, we are moving in the right direction. Maybe things will be okay. Which, as we know and See I'm Smiling, things will not be okay. And I'll let Eleanor chit-chat a little bit before we get to the, the big reveal at the end of the song, because I think it's done very well. I fully agree. Um, I have a couple issues with this song. So, like Kalina said, she's in Ohio and he comes out to visit and for some reason they are both acting like going from Ohio to New York is like catching a flight to to Kyrgyzstan okay they are acting <laughs> like you have to jump through a billion different hoops and I look I'm pretty sure it's like a three hour flight at most um, and I didn't like that and also Two hours. Two hours from New York to Cleveland, Ohio. Do you know I what also... you can do? You can take, if you t- timed it right and they offered the flights, you could just go out for a single day. Mm-hmm. 
I also, I think, like, they're both acting like it's, like, this hardship. But I think part of that is, like, they're very different reasons they're acting like that, which I think you become clear as we get to the end of the song. I think on Jamie's part, he's like, this is so, like, I'm really doing a big thing here, like, flying all the way out to Ohio to come see you. And I think on, on Kathy's part, she's like, Jesus, like, you've you've made me feel like it's a chore to come see me, your wife. So, like, the fact that you're here is just miracle of miracles. I'm so happy to have you here. So I do think, like, in, in, in Jamie's case, he probably genuinely believes it's a hardship, whereas in Kathy's case, she's been gaslit into thinking it's a hardship. Mm-hmm. But basically, she's singing. And as we said, we don't, they don't actually interact. So, like, we don't hear Jamie's half of the conversation, but you can infer what he's saying based on how Kathy changes. So she goes... Um, I think we could both be better and like I'll own when I was wrong and we'll we'll start again this weekend. And then then there's a brief pause and she goes, oh, I didn't know you had to go so soon. So like obviously he's not staying for the weekend. And she's like, I thought I had a little I thought we had like more time, but it's fine if you have to go. Like, I totally understand. We'll have tonight. And then there's another pause. And then she's like, you know, it makes me crazy because guess what? He's also not staying tonight. She's like, we could and we could be guess- here. Oh, this? Yeah. It, oh, we're getting to it. She goes, she goes, she's like, you know, it makes me crazy. The fact that we could be here together tonight and you're going to choose to spend your night with someone else. And he's like, no, I'm not. But you know, again, we don't hear this. She's like, yes, Jamie, that's exactly what you're doing. And she goes, no, Jamie, you do not have to go to another party with the same 20 jerks you already know. You could stay with your wife on her fucking birthday and you could, God forbid, even see my show. It's Kathy's birthday, and he can't even stay the night. He, it is an apology. He flew out there with the express intent. Well, probably not the express intent because he's awful. But, like, part of the reason he (laughs) flew out was to apologize to her. And instead, he's saying, yeah, babe, super crazy. Um, I need to leave. Happy birthday and like the fact that like and like again it's her song so we're not gonna hear him talk but in fact it takes like till the end of the song for us to realize it's her birthday and like and like she's being like one he never said anything about it two the fact that like she was willing to take this like these scraps he's quite literally giving her she's like oh i'm so glad you showed up like I'm willing to, like, you know, it's on both of us to do better. But, like, I can do better if you'll do better. And then at the end, like, it wasn't even about her birthday. That was just the cherry on top when she realized he was leaving. But at the end, she was like, it's not even that you you came for my birthday. It's the fact that you showed up for me in any capacity. But he didn't because he's awful. He is the worst. Also, I think that, um, again, obviously little bit different with the whole context of the movie but like the difference between shix the goddess where kathy like cannot get a word in edgewise she's not trying to get a word in edgewise but like if she Mm -hmm. wanted to jeremy kind of would have steamrolled over it Mm -hmm. but like in this one you can see that kind of she's the one who's even if he wants to talk she's like nope it's my turn and i think that's a it's a it's a fun juxtaposition Mm mm-hmm and then we get to some some if that wasn't devastating enough for you she goes i swear to god i'll never understand how you can stand there straight and tall and see i'm crying and not do anything at all and then she walks off does he go after her no because oh boy got a flight of course to, not. to go back to new york and then you can tell whose side we're on here 
Yeah, and also in this song, we do learn that he was cheating on her, or at least was probably, because she makes a comment mm-hmm. about his little girlfriends. And I'm sorry, um, if my husband cheated on me and then came out on what I thought was a birthday apology trip and then left, I they're standing at a river or like on a lake (laughs) at the song he would have tripped into the river okay (laughs) he would have tripped and fell and i would have been so devastated i never would have seen it coming i just officer i really i don't know what happened um he mm -mm, absolutely would have lost my mind but then we go back to and then i think also i think the decision to have I just thought of this to have Kathy be the one narrating from the end to the beginning versus Jamie from beginning to end makes a lot of sense because for Jamie everything's like wonderful and his life is great you know what I mean and mm-hmm. I think as we as we see as the movie goes on the way they envision their relationship and like the other person's role in their lives are very different so we go to moving too fast for Jamie whereas Jamie learns that um he gets a call from an agent who wants to publish his book and he it's just it's just this it's kind of like Shiksa goddess but instead of being about how much he loves her it's, it's like oh my god like you know i expect it to be successful but not so soon and things are moving too fast and then he asks i think this is where he asked kathy to move in with him so they move out and they pack like they pack up her apartment and they move in together but like he's just basically thinking about how he's so wonderful but didn't think this would happen at 23 i think mm-hmm uh, this song is also, so let's see, this is the fourth song in the mm-hmm. film. Yeah, this is when I learned that Anna Kendrick's character had a name. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that until like, we started talking about Sam Smiling. But literally the first thing you hear, the first line is, Jamie is over. The first thing you hear in this movie is Jamie. Mm-hmm. And like, does yeah, he I say didn't... her name in Shiks the Goddess? He might, but like, not a lot he's he spends more time waxing poetic about the shapiros uh, yeah jewish girls that he has wined and dined and Wasn't didn't like about- yeah this is which i think makes sense for her character to not ha- have a name which sounds awful but like <laughs> i'm just saying whoever wrote this ha- hates women <laughs> We, who who wrote this? I have no idea. <laughs> Definitely didn't go over that. <laughs> and then he... He's like... Oh. As, so as I said, he, he's a writer. And like... Mm-hmm. Here I think it becomes clear in, in the term... And on Kathy's actress. And like, I think the way their songs are written, the way they perform them, are very reflective of that. He's very poetic. He like talks about how she's her... His personal Aphrodite... And, like, he just, and as we said in Shiksa Goddess, he just kind of talks and talks and talks and doesn't really give anyone a chance to step in, which makes sense for a writer in the terms that, you know, you got a lot of words. And, like, he left, he's like, I left Colombia and I don't regret it. My heart's been stolen, my ego's swollen, and got all this and more before 24, which just on a personal note made me, I'm depressed. Um, <laughs> but, like, and I, I think it, I think this is a very good, like, quote-unquote character study of him because Mm -hmm. he it's again it's not like 
it's like, oh my god, the success is wonderful. But it's not just that. Like, he makes a point to say more than once in this song. Like, I expected I would be successful, just not, like, again, got all this and more before 24. He says, um, I, I'm riding hot as a rocket blast. I just expected it 10 years later. So, like, he had no doubt in his mind he would succeed. Which is good. It's good to have confidence. Um, not, not like, not like this. Uh, uh, anyone else can have confidence. And also my, so the song is called Moving Too Fast. And it's partly about kind of what Kalina was talking about, how his professional life is moving a lot faster than he thought. Um, but then it kind of goes into a little bit of how him and uh, Kathy, their relationship is moving quicker than he imagined too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing with that is, In this song, he asks her to move in with him, and then he's like, this is moving too fast. Just don't ask her to, like, you brought that up. You could just not bring that up. If you think it's too fast to move in, you just don't ask her to To move in in with you. Just a suggestion. Also, I just thought of something in terms of the whole Eleanor didn't realize the girl had a name till now. (laughs) Um he even when he talks about her he does very rarely say her name whereas like in like see i'm smiling again first thing we hear is jamie in mm-hmm. what was it sorry in um still hurting the first thing we hear is jamie and see i'm smiling she like repeats his name she's like she's like she says his name a lot i can't remember the line but basically she says his name whereas when he talks about her i think he might say her name once in chicks of goddess but spends a lot of time talking about the other girls in this song he says um i met my personal aphrodite but like not much not else her, name. her actual name i actually i'm skimming Which... here i don't see her name in the lyrics here i just see personal aphrodite and that is the only line like he does say we start to take the next step together but that's about them not her specifically Whereas every song we've heard Kathy sing has had at least like a good chunk of it dedicated to him directly and him not not, th- not their relationship, not her, but him specifically. Which I think makes a lot of sense for their characters because I think mm-hmm. Kathy loves Jamie because she loves Jamie. Um, Jamie likes Kathy and loves what having a, a wife provides to him. I, I, and I think we'll get into this later. Uh, again, I, I don't think it would be a surprise, but I'm going to ask Eleanor at the end, like, whose side she's on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and, like, like when it comes to, like, flaws and, like, who was in the wrong and yada, yada, yada. But I think they both had flaws. You can't be perfect, obviously. But one, I, th- I think one person's flaws were inherently terrible and awful and bad. And the other person's <laughs> flaws were, like, you you can't really blame them for what they were doing, which yeah. I will explain at the end. Um, also, I'm this shaming. is uh, up until this moving too fast. I was very confused as to what timeline we were in. Not like timeline, but um, time period. Mm-hmm. Because Kathy kind of dresses like it's 1950. Um but everybody was talking like it was 2010. So I was just very confused. <laughs> and it makes sense to know that it's like a 2000s oh, yeah. thing that was quote unquote updated. But um, somebody needs to have her dressed like a, a normal a normal um, per- person. Yeah. And what's interesting is like 
if she was dressing like that just in like Jamie's view of the story, I'd be like, that's just kind of, he pictures her as a housewife or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were going for like a timeless feel or what, you know? Because they, they had like very obvious references they had to update. So like they could have just not done with those. Uh, or they had done yeah. without them. So. The updating, I think, which is minor as far as, you know, critiques go. But mm-hmm. at times it was a little bit confusing. But that is moving too fast. We go back to Kathy now with a part of that. So, like, this is, I think this is before things get really volatile. Like, I think you can tell things are tense, but not, it doesn't seem like they have had issues. Like, they might have issues in the relationship, but they haven't really, like, necessarily brought that up with each other, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get we get Kathy singing a part of that. And we see they're at this party. And Jamie is obviously the star of the show because his book has come out and they're all like praising him. And I think everyone's basically just asking, talking to her, even though we never actually see them talking to her. But like what it's like to be the wife of a famous novelist and a, like a very successful novelist. And she's like, oh, you know, like it's it's really nice. And sometimes you, you see I see him sitting there writing. He's staring off into space staring out the window and then all of a sudden he'll smile and he, and he'll his eyes will light up and I'm a part of that I'm a part of that and then she keeps talking about how he gets on the the train to Jamie land or he's off on a trip to Jamie land and and then he smiles and his eyes light up and how can I complain yes he's insane but look what he can do which I think that look what he can do is very important for how Kathy reviews the relationship how she views Jamie and she keeps, she keeps like repeating and that by the end it seems almost like she's trying to convince herself she's like and I'm a part of that I'm a part of that even though it's very clearly Jamie has a tendency to just kind of exist in his own bubble and then come up with these ideas but because she's his wife mm-hmm. she's a part of it and I do have to um, make the disclaimer here no she's not sorry huh. uh, not really I think like there's a difference between Like, obviously, if you're in a relationship and somebody is famous or somebody, it doesn't even have to be famous. Like, there there are going to be times where the other person in the relationship needs more attention or, you know, has things going on that require, that that are more important than whatever Mm -hmm. the other person might be going through. That's just how things One person is moving forward in their, their life and success. Yeah, I mean, and like, not even that if, you know, you're in a relationship, and your boyfriend just really hates his job. And he you, you know, and you really like your job, sometimes you do have to put aside your accolades and whatnot Mm -hmm. to to support him or like, or if the boyfriend hates his job, but you know, you just got a brand new promotion, he's gonna go to the little celebration dinner, and he's gonna put things aside. So I mean, there's a difference between doing that out of like supporting them through good or bad out of like the love and respect for a relationship and the person Mm -hmm. and then there's having one good thing happen professionally and forgetting all about all the other good things you have going on which i think is what what jamie is doing yeah and as we as we learn and see i'm smiling kathy never makes it big at least not in the context of this and the timeline that we cover in this film and so She's obviously always supporting him because he's so successful, but it doesn't really seem like he's providing support on the back end, at least not from what we've seen so far. And there's one scene in the, when like they're at a party and 
she goes and finds like this empty table to sit down at and is watching him mingle while she's singing and i'm a part of that and it's like it's either she's trying to convince herself or it's it's so it's so or it's so much sadder and it's like she doesn't really realize that she's not like she thinks mm-hmm. she is she thinks he she he values her as much as she values him and they're like equals and so therefore she takes a part in his success but like how it's filmed it's very clear that's not the case yeah this is when i think my idea of who is at fault starts shifting a little bit well see i would have to agree with that right but then the problem is we go to the next song and then it's like oh my god all is forgiven (laughs) because this is a great song yeah that is that that was part of my issue because like i it's twofold to the like i think it was just a little bit confusing the timeline but also i think if they put like timestamps on there it would have been too obvious yeah and i'm I'm not but i want to make clear i'm not talking about like hopping back and forth from song to song i in this case i am talking specifically about the song that follows a part of that it's the best song in the whole show and (laughs) when you listen to it you're like no kathy you know what kathy i get it jamie has done nothing wrong in his life yeah, I'm sorry. This song, I I hate to agree with Kalina. I really truly do. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> the next song is called The Shmuel Song, sung by Jamie. And basically, as we said, Kathy's striking out and keeps ending up in Ohio to do theater. So she's come home after like working like a really terrible shift because she's got to bartend to, you know, because she's not making money any acting. And um what's this man's name jamie is home and she comes home and she's depressed and he's like don't worry i have i think it's chris it's either christmas or christmas eve and he's like don't Mm -hmm. worry i have a gift i have a story to tell you this is my gift and he like waxes he like comes up with this long story about some tailor named shmuel in klimovich who would get up every morning at dawn and so and so and so for 41 years and then one night um the clock came to life and said no, Shmuel, you get to be happy. I give you unlimited time so you can sew whatever you want because you have all the time in the world. And Shmuel's like, no, no, like, it's not, this is not my, like, my my lot in life. Like, I've accepted my fate. I am meant to have to, I sew for work and I don't, don't have time to have dreams, essentially. And then when he finishes sewing the next, again, the clock's like, no, you have unlimited time. So Shmuel's like, okay, fine. And he sews this beautiful, beautiful dress and he goes back in time and gives it to this girl and she marries him but basically like in the story kathy is shmuel which kathy was not happy to find that out <laughs> because because jamie goes if shmuel had been acute um i'm not gonna say this word right basically if he had been like a non-jewish woman he would have looked a lot like you and kathy's like wait i'm shmuel i'm not the lady who got the dress and he's like He's like, yeah, but basically Jamie's trying to encourage her. He's like, maybe you're just, you know, afraid to go out on a limb and maybe you're like not convinced you're going to succeed, but I think you're going to succeed. So I bought you like these, these backstage magazines, which are like, I guess have like audition news in them and stuff. And I, and I got you a new headshot, headshot guy and you're perfect for something on every single page of this magazine. You just have to, to believe in yourself and take a chance and take your time. And then he ends with the saddest line. I think besides and see I'm smiling he goes have I mentioned today how lucky I am to be in love with you and then I'm like you know what Kathy you know 
Maybe you were on to something with this Jamie. Maybe actually men have never done anything wrong. <laughs> because how can you be mad? And it, like, I'm not doing the song justice, but like he's improvising. He's like decorating their apartment and he's like dressing her in tinsel. And then he lights up the apartment, all these like little Christmas lights for her while he's singing this song. And it's it's just like, he's like, I believe in you. You just also have to believe in you because you can do it. And have I mentioned today how lucky I am to be in love with you? (laughs) Oh, my little heart can't take it. I think the best note from this song that I wrote is, he is being goofy and now he is hot. Listen, I don't like, I don't know what it is about Jeremy Jordan, but I like him. But him in this song is just heartbreaking to me in the best way possible. Yeah. And yeah, he... Unfortunately, this this song did make me a little bit of a Jamie apologist. Very briefly. Um, I promise you it doesn't last. <laughs> yeah, it... Whew, absolutely, it does not. Uh, I, I think the movie should just end there, actually. I fully agree. Um, should have started there but and unfortunately, ended there. unfortunately, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the movie should have just been three minutes long. Um, the, I, do, I do like this in the sense that like we're kind of getting to the part where, like, there's not so much juxtaposition between the two songs because at the beginning we've got see i'm smiling which is devastating hop into moving too fast which is like kind of whiplash between the two but now we're getting closer to the middle so like the vibe is getting the same even though like i still would argue kathy's is sadder because she's still closer to the end of the relationship she hasn't like it's not as close she hasn't really lost hope whereas in jamie's sense they're like settling into you know like, i think they're past the honeymoon phase but they're kind of settling into a comfortable routine with their relationship yeah. so it's not like high emotion but it's not like the end either so sorry i need a lot i need a big breath of air there um we've got a summer in ohio so back to ohio in the timeline if we're going chronologically technically this is i guess probably one of the first times kathy has been to ohio since their relationship started um as we know it becomes a reoccurring thing she's not happy about but she's in ohio doing summer theater and she's singing about how much she misses Jamie because, as we recall from CM Smiling, trekking from New York to Ohio is like is climbing Mount Everest. Awful, yeah. Um, and like I understand he's in, he's he's successful and he has, has like his obligations. Own life. Yeah, because she says that in the other song, but also in the second song, she's like, after a while, right? Like, how many parties do you have to do you have to go to with the same set of people? And whereas this is a little earlier on, so I think she's like, okay, well, you know, this is still the first taste of success, so it's still okay. And she says, like, I could have, she's like, she's being sarcastic, but she's like, I could have a mansion on the hill, or I could live in Seville, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio with a gay midget playing Tevion Porgy, or I could be in Paris or take a carriage ride in Central Park, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio where I'm sharing a room with their former stripper and her snake, Wayne. And, like, I like how they... Now, I do really like how they do this in the movie. Because in the show, like I said, they don't talk to each other. But in the movie, they do it like she's FaceTiming him. Like, so we, like, see different, like, clips throughout the week she's in Ohio. And just updating him on his life. And he looks like he's enjoying himself. They look like they're in love. And they're they're having a good time. They do. It was... This was really cute. Um, I was going to say, this might be his second best song, which is sad because he it's not actually his song and he's he, not talking in it. But, like, that's why he's so nice. He, like, barely gives a thumbs up on FaceTime. And it is one of his best times, best uh, appearances in the whole thing. 
some of my my favorite like little bit in this song is when she goes i could shove an ice pick in my eye i could eat some fish from last july but it wouldn't be as awful in a, as a summer in ohio without cable hot water vietnamese food are you so like this whole song she's like i could be the queen but like being in ohio is obviously so much better but the only time she gets real is she's like i miss you a lot like being in ohio is worse than not being with you and then she says, I saw your, I thought this bit was cute. She goes, I saw your book in like at Target in Kentucky. And someone, I guess, in the cast was like, I guess all things considered, you don't have to buy the book because he's your husband. And she like smiles at that. She goes, so I smile like Mona Lisa and I lay my visa down. He wants me. He wants me. The her cast member. But he ain't going to get me. I found my guiding light. I tell the stars each night. Look at me. Look at him. Son of a bitch. I guess I'm doing something right. Devastating. Because... Yeah. The I found my guiding light, I think, is the the simplest way to put how Kathy thinks about Jamie versus how Jamie thinks about her, which is not he she is not his guiding light. Okay. Just spoiler. No. He uh, I don't even think he at some point knows that they're married. <laughs> I think Jamie is Jamie's guiding light and Jamie's also Kathy's guiding light, and that is why you can't sustain a relationship like that. Nope. Um, the next 10 minutes is the next song. Now, this is where we get a crossover. And as I said in the Broadway version, this is one of the songs where, like, we have them both on stage. But this time, they're actually, like, physically in the same timeline and in the same place. But they don't speak to each other. So we get the next 10 minutes, which first is Jamie singing. And we hear one half of it, the conversation. He goes, no, that one's Jerry Seinfeld. There's a pause. Then he goes, that one's John Lennon there. Pause. No, that's the Dakota pause so like she's asking questions and he's responding but we never hear her and then and then i think this is the i think this song they switch not personalities they switch the dynamic for a moment yeah like how he said kathy is always the one who's like standing by him and adores him and he like she's his guiding light that was the word we used Mm -hmm. she's he's her guiding light I think this is and like and and she's not sure of herself as we learned in Shmuel. Jamie thinks she needs to be more sure of herself to book more gigs. Here it switches because he goes, "Will you share your life?" He's proposing her, and she goes, "He goes, will you share your life with me for the next ten minutes? For the next ten minutes, we can handle that." And he's like, "If the next ten minutes go well, then we can. Can I ask you again for another 10? So this is the first time we see Jamie not be self assured and confident. Like Kathy is the only thing he's never been sure about, but in a good way. Yeah, which is a good concept, like, you know, if you're, it seems like at this point, like Clint said, they're both feeling in similar ways. Um, Mm -hmm. They're both a little bit unsure, but they're both also sure. Um, So they're like, you know what, if we can get through the next 10 minutes, we can get through anything. Which is a cute concept, but unfortunately, Jamie does get awful. (laughs) And then we get... um... Then we get Kathy's half, so we hear her, the question she's asking, and yada, yada, yada. But then we flip them again in the sense that Kathy, who's not sure of herself, at least according to Jamie, and I, I would argue that Jamie, Kathy is not as uh, definitely not as confident and doesn't have as much self-confidence as Jamie mm-hmm. does. And I will say that probably doesn't help in terms of auditioning. I'm not saying it's the only reason, but like that definitely doesn't help, you know, her general outlook. But she says that she's like, you know, she's like, I don't know about 10 minutes. Like, I'm not I'm not usually on time. And I don't know why people run away. And I don't know why things I don't know why things fall through. I don't know how anybody survives in this life without someone like you. And she's 
Jamie's the only thing she's sure about and she's willing to jump all in and because she says she says I could say no and goodbye but why Jamie why and more than basically more than 10 minutes she goes Jamie I want to be your wife and I want to have your kids and I want to have a long life in your arms so she's willing to to immediately jump past 10 minutes and she goes for the next 10 lifetimes forever Jamie for a million summers which like that's so sad is It is very sad, but I think it also kind of points to how she's like, you know, I kind of suck, but also I want you so badly. And in this one, we kind of get an idea of what... I think it's the... uh, We get a kind Mm -hmm. of an idea of like what she's envisioning for their life together, where like, Mm -hmm. you know, she talks about having the wife and the child, and she wants to like die in his arms. And I think that's just, they they were not on the same page at all, which is <laughs> no. devastating. And and I think because the things flip, it's interesting they're not on the same page. Because like I said, Jamie's always like, he's like, like when he gets success and when things happen, he's like, you know, I planned this, maybe not so soon, but blah, 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 blah. And here he's like, I don't know if, I, like, you shouldn't go into a marriage with like one foot out not out the door but like you're not fully in the boat for example okay like you shouldn't be like "Mm." you shouldn't have kids and like they don't have kids or like i always say like having children i don't think is something you i don't think you should have kids and then then realize you really wanted them you know what i mean yeah the same thing for marriage i don't think you should be like well everyone else gets married and i think it would be nice and i like you like i think you need to like would want to like die or, or if you couldn't be married to be married you should definitely put more thought into it than just um, wanting to have arm candy at your publishing house and then um, ignoring that arm candy to go sleep with your assistant. The other arm candy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. But it's just... It's... It's I don't sad. Know. I, I, I think we've said... It's sad, but, like... And I, will, I, I remember, I don't think... I think this is one of the first times... Because Kathy, in, a, in a, most of her songs, at some point says, like, you know, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. And I'm like, she's she's basically saying she's willing to take the blame. Although I think we can see, like, her blame, if she has any, is not nearly as, as, as grand as his. Or as, he never seems to think he needs to take any blame. And I think when she's in the in the next 10 minutes saying, you know, I'm not always on time and I, and I don't understand why people run away, even though that's kind of how she is as a person. It's the first time she might agree with jamie in terms of what of her flaws are but even though and it's not her flaws her flaws as we are going to learn in the next song are not like inherently bad and destroying to a marriage which you agreed to be in yeah it's it, accepting that you have things to work on um is different than actively making things worse which jamie is about to do because the next song we get um is <laughs> A miracle would happen when you come home to me. I I have one note for this whole song. Um, and what 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 <laughs> our friend note. Jamie says in this song is that um it would be a miracle if um he wasn't attracted to people other than his wife. It would be a miracle if he woke up one day and didn't want to sleep with every girl he saw. And I, you know what? 
you're you don't go blind when you get married okay people continue to be cute and if you are a rich handsome and successful man i'm sure people continue to hit on you do you know what's probably easier than devastating your wife by cheating on her a divorce like sure that would be devastating in a different way but like you don't if if like. anybody ever looked me in the eyes and said, yeah, it would be a miracle if I, like, if you were the only person I was attracted to, it would be a miracle. I'd be like, that's kind of rude. If my husband said that to me, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't have a husband anymore. I The FBI would have to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's like. We, we say this all the time. Sometimes some thoughts, Jamie, should stay in your brain. And I know, I know, like in the musical, the, it's not like he's saying these things to her. It is his inner monologue. But like something, Jason Robert Brown, some thoughts should stay yeah. in your brain, dude. Also, he, like, he there's one side where he's talking about how like girls are coming up to him, um, and. He was like, I don't want to look whipped in front of this young, this younger, different woman who isn't my wife, which is dumb. And I shouldn't care what she thinks because I can't have sex with her anyway. Um, I'm so sorry that you agreed to get married. Really, truly feel so bad for you. It was his, it was his idea. It was your idea. Like. And he talks about he's like, he's like, you know, they come around and they're like. Oh, can you look at my manuscript? And he's like, I'm just, I'm like showing her my left hand and I'm gesticulating with my left hand. And oh, there, and like, and not to say to his credit, but to his credit, it's not like ever in the song. He's like, oh man, Kathy sucks. It's just like, Kathy's not as great as all these other girls who want to sleep with me now. Yeah. Which is just as bad. And then, and then we get Kathy. <sighs> I think th- th- this usually when they have a song, it's like a Jamie song, a Kathy song, and they're separate songs. Whereas the next ten minutes, and then this, a miracle would happen slash you when you come home to me. A miracle would happen is Jamie's half, and when you come home to me is um, Kathy's half, but it's still technically the same song. And Kathy's going on auditions, and she's singing. First of all, the song she's auditioning with is saying, "When you come home to me." I'll wear a sweeter smile and hope that for a while you'll stay. And she says, like, I'll be so proud to call you mine when you finally come home to me. Which is, like, a little on the nose for her actual life if she's auditioning with this song. And then, in, in, in like, we get that intercut with Jamie being like, I'm gonna be there, Kathy, I swear. I'm gonna, like, I promise. I'm, like, finishing this chapter and I'll be right there. Um, Don't lose faith. She's like, honestly, if she's gonna lose faith, that's on you, homeboy. That's definitely not on her. But anyway. Also, um, you should miss your wife. You, if you should miss your wife, Kalina and Even I aren't you married. Think other women are hot. <laughs> I miss Kalina all the time. If Kalina was spending her summers in Ohio, which uh, you're doing worse than that at this state, not worse, but like you're further away than Ohio is to New York. I was gonna say, I was, I was like, I'd argue Ohio uh, is I, worse, but yeah, I am further away. I, no offense to anyone from Ohio. Why don't you miss your wife? I miss my dog when I go to the grocery store. <laughs> and he's acting like, like this is perfectly. Re- and then in this in this song, he's like surrounded by all these people, and Kathy's like, similar to um, what was it? A part of that where like she's just kind of 
by herself all the time. Like she's surrounded by these people still. These people who Jamie doesn't want to sleep with. Um, sorry, wants to sleep with, but doesn't isn't happy about it. For I don't know. Um, but it's still it's still like he's still the the center of attention. And the whole time he's like, oh my god, my life is so hard. Like, this is so difficult for me. Like, oh boy. Do better. Just don't cheat on your wife. And if you really just... I would argue it's easier to not cheat on your wife than it is to cheat on her. I just feel like like one of those requires action and one of those requires just doing literally nothing. And if you just... If you want to cheat on your wife that badly... Just, just tell her, and then, um, then you won't have a wife to cheat on anymore. Hopefully. <laughs> <It's very easy. sighs> this is this is this is when um, remember how earlier I was like, this is when things started to turn. This is when things turned. <laughs> just yeah, all awful. The, the Shmuel song, love all the, the high I was riding off of the Shmuel song is gone by now. No. And then we get climbing uphill. And as I said, we have Moving Too Fast, which is Kathy auditioning for stuff. And she's singing a song about how she misses her husband so much. And she wants him to come home. And she's going to love him so much when he comes home. So climbing uphill is more of her auditioning with this song. But we get intercut with her actual thoughts to the same tune. And she says how she's climbing uphill, Jamie. And she's like, she's you know, she's waking up every morning to go to these auditions. And like all the girls there are younger and prettier than her. And she's waiting in line for hours and hours. And she she's like she's like giving herself these little affirmations. She's like, I'm a good person. I'm an attractive person. I am a talented person. Just grant me grace. And then she sings about how, why did I pick these shoes? And if like don't look at my shoes, don't look. I made up my resume. And if I don't get the callback for this show, then I can go to Crate and Barrel with Mom and buy a couch. She goes, not that I want to spend a day with Mom, but Jamie obviously needs space to write since I'm obviously such a horrible, annoying distraction to him. What's he going to be like when we have kids? Don't have kids with him. Don't have kids with him. Also, if you if you think, like, look, thinking that you are annoying or distracting your husband while he is writing, that is bound to happen a few times while you're both getting into the groove of what he needs when he needs to work on his creative stuff and what you need when you need to work on your creative stuff because i'm sure you have to practice your audition somewhere it's going to be a roadblock Mm -hmm. to get through that um if you think that just by existing you are an awful horrible annoying distraction to your husband you need to talk to him and if he says yes you are you need to not have a husband anymore and then at the end in the movie, at least, we see him, he's, like, doing a reading of his book, and she's, like, standing in the back of the room watching him, and I think seeing him successful motivates her, which, again, he's her guiding light, so that makes sense, but, like, I can also see even if she didn't put him on a pedestal the way she does, if your partner's doing well, or, like, someone you care about or know well is doing well, you might want to be motivated, because she goes, I won't be the girl, because the, the audition doesn't seem like it goes well, it ends, and then we see her watching him, and she goes, I won't be the girl stuck at home in the burbs with the baby, the dog, and the garden of herbs, which I don't know why she keeps bringing up kids, because, like, very clearly, you know what happened. No. Also, I'm sure they are not um, doing what you need to do in order to have kids at this stage. Because Jamie wants to do that with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes, I won't be the girl who gets asked how it feels to be trotting along at the genius's heels. I will not be the girl who requires a man to get by. So I, I think as much as... I don't think Kathy is self-aware, but not in the sense that like she's inflicting misery on people, but I think she thinks 
she doesn't realize how much she pet she like idolizes Jamie because that's what she does. She does trot along at his heels and like kind of is at his beck and call, but doesn't intend to be. Whereas Jamie intends to be the center of attention at all. Yeah. Which, again, sometimes one person is going to need more attention or they're going to go through things that require the other person to take a step back. If that is what your relationship is 100% of the time, there is something wrong. And um, also it's made worse by the fact that your husband sucks. (laughs) Speaking of her husband sucking, we get to the next song, which I would argue is the is the worst song mm-hmm. i like this song i will like I, I this is what like this and the shmuel song i'll like listen to i have them on my playlist but like in terms of emotional damage that jamie is inflicting or just anyone is inflicting on anyone in any movie this is up there with like some of the worst the most devastating things you could say this song is awful this song i why would you as a man who th- you are writing this about what happened in your relationship. Um, you really just... Yeah, back to the whole self-aware thing. This man wrote this whole musical and not not once did he go... And, like, I, I am convinced he didn't do this because if he did this, he would have rewritten Jamie to be more sympathetic because not once did he go, hmm, this character who represents me in my real life relationship and my real life divorce is kind of awful. Sucks and is awful. I also just the the song is like if I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't be doing all these things, which I think on its basis could be a very sweet sentiment. Like if Kathy is down in the dumps about how her auditions are going horribly and all that, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Look." things aren't great right now but i believe in you and i know you will get to where you want to be um and i would not stick by your side like this if i didn't believe in you like is that 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 by itself good what this man turns this premise into it's supposed to be it doesn't sound supportive but it's like i i you know i wouldn't be here i wouldn't think you were as wonderful as i think you as i think you are if i didn't think you could do things and then we get to the end of the song and he gets starts yelling at her and and he and one thing he says which i think is has no basis whatsoever she goes if i'm cheering on your side kathy why can't you support mine because the the, the context of the song is she doesn't want to go to another party with him doing for the entire party time after you've party you've been together after party watching you flirt with women and talk to people and and ignore her and she's like it's okay because he's crazy but he he produces such good work and i'm a part of this stuff that he produces and she's not supporting your side and then it gets worse because he says no one can give you courage no one can thicken your skin I will not fail so you can be comfortable, Kathy. I will not lose because you can't win. Which Kathy never... I can understand if you are in a relationship and you're successful and your partner resents you for that and you have to say, I'm not going to to put my success on hold because you feel like you're not successful. But Kathy has never asked that from him. Kathy is his biggest supporter. Kathy wants him to succeed more than anything. I think her wanting him to support her in her lack of success and and to motivate her 
is not her saying, but you can't also be successful. No, it's not an easy situation to be in, for sure. I, like, uh, if... Even if you have the the strongest, most healthy relationship, if one of you becomes a star overnight, it's bound to cause some rifts and some things that you, you know, Mm -hmm. new issues that you'll need to sit down and work through. If either one of the people in the relationship lets that turn into a deep resentment, you just need to call it off. Sometimes major life Mm -hmm. events happen that irreparably change things. If he... I just want to know what Kathy did in his eyes for him to think that that she wants him He's to projecting. fail. Because I promise you, if the shoe was on the other foot, that is how he would behave. And that is how and exactly he, he says, would behave. Because we were talking about in in what well, what was it? Um, a miracle would happen. How he's like. You know, I and he's complaining about being married because every woman's hot now. But like, you asked her to marry you, and then the very last verse, he says. Um, if I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't have stood in front of all of our friends and said, like, I choose this life with you. And then he goes, if I um, if I hadn't believed in you, I wouldn't have loved you at all. And then goes, OK, can you put your dress on now and we'll go, Kathy, please? He he looked her in the face and said, actually, you do suck. And um, uh, for some reason, I hate you because you suck. And um, it, you know what? I believed in you at one point and that's why I married you. But now it's like, why am I even here? And then she's like, okay, I don't want to be a part of this. And he's like, what, 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 what happened? Bitches be crazy. You are crazy. implying her only value is him believing in her and he's not doing that anymore. And, and like, how dare she have feelings? How dare he talk? On a lighter note, um, I did. I did see that, like a little bit of trivia about this movie was, um, uh, like, out of the fourteen songs, eleven of them were sent were sung live by Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan in multiple takes due to like the camera setup. But uh, if I didn't believe in you, it was like one long shot, uh, one continuous mm. camera shot, mm-hmm. and he sang this song fourteen times straight through. Which I think, I think, because of as we said, it's it's very emotionally charged, as you can tell, based on how we feel about it. <laughs> um, but like I, I think with the context of the song and the content of the song, for that to be done in one take, I think they, I think their reactions are very believable. Yes. Yeah. Like I think that like a real person react like that because it's not like Kathy. One, she's not really allowed to respond to him in the the in the context of how the show is, as we've talked about. And honestly, also but probably think, in the context of their relationship. Yeah, but like her, she never like blows up at him or responds to him, but like. We we a lot of times the shot is like he's in the background and she's in the foreground, but they can't they she can they can't see each other, so you just see her her genuine reaction to these things he's saying to her and how her heart is very clearly breaking while he's just very blase. He's like, yeah, if I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't be here right now, and like you're kind of sucking right now, but like it's fine. I just need you to put a dress on and come with me to this party. I and she's bawling, and then he's like, what happened? Like just <laughs> the next song, I think is um what Kathy should have thought after this song because remember now in Kathy's timeline we're not at the end of the relationship whereas with Jamie's we are we're at the start of the relationship but the next song is called I can do better than that and I think personally that's what she should have said to him after he said if mm-hmm. I didn't believe in you <laughs> and I think this like so I can do better than that is about um 
basically, uh, Kathy's like, uh, they, I, they're in her hometown and she's doing a little rundown of like, you know, these people that I went to high school with, this is what they're doing now. And I could never see myself living like that. And I can do so much better than whatever they're doing. And I can get out of this small town and everybody's heard a pop punk song before. So you know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense for her that like all she wanted to do was get out of her town and have you know, a great Mm -hmm. life, which is part of the reason she stuck by Jamie for so long, because it could be great with him. I think it has all the, like, on paper, things could be great. Mm -hmm. And this is when I just get so devastatingly sad for her, because just because you, it's better in some ways, like, on paper, it is better than what you're envisioning, does not mean that it is good. You also see how her her goals change. One, I don't think this song is sad on its own. Mm-mm. But coming after a song where her husband is saying to her, "If I didn't believe in you, I wouldn't have married you," and then and then the next thing we hear is how she thought when she met him that he was better than all the other men her friends were with, and like to know where she's headed. I think that makes it sad. And then also. She talks about how she had a, a her her best friend got pregnant at the end of their last year of high school and married the guy and the guy's like out every night being a heavy metal drummer while the her friend is stuck at the house with the baby and like a little crucifix on the door and I can do better than that and then as we've heard in the songs before, which are later in their relationship, Kathy sings about how she's like I want to be your wife and I want to bear your children and how you know in another song how like. Um, Jamie thinks I'm such an awful distraction. How's he going to behave when we actually have kids? Whereas just at the beginning of the relationship, she's like, I can do better than having popping out a kid and, you know, being stuck at home. And that's what she ends up doing. Mm-hmm. But think, but she's, the worst part is she's been convinced that it's fine. And that's, that's what she should do. And she, and that she's happy about it. And it's like, <laughs> Kathy, do better. Okay. <laughs> I know it's his fault because he sucks, but at some point, leave him. And like, I don't know, I don't know if she, if she should have been, if she should have copped on now at this stage of the relationship where she's singing about how I can do better than that. Because by the time the end of the relationship, right? Because, and then as we live here and still hurting the first song, it, it doesn't sound like it was her decision Mm-mm. to break up. Which is worse because, like, how do how do you go through all of that and not realize he's awful and you need to leave him? I'm sure she wasn't happy in the relationship, but she she never still wasn't willing to leave him. He had to do it. You can only like wait out so many things. You cannot wait out mm-hmm. a fundamental flaw in how a person is is made up. Like mm-hmm. a person can be good and make a multitude of stupid choices, and and learn from them and get better and there's a limit to everybody on both sides of the relationship of like where the line is of what is too stupid of a decision to make and what what isn't enough to repent for it you cannot fix deep fundamental flaws with a person okay you cannot fix a person who views his partner's success as a direct threat to him 
And you can't convince anyone to value you. Mm -mm. You should not have to convince your husband to do that. No. Look, sure. Maybe you would need to convince your husband that going to Ohio every month or every summer for a couple years is going to be worth your summer in uh, worth it for your career in the long run because you'll have to think about the logistics of when you're going to see each other and how you're going to, you know, pay for things and mm-hmm. all that. Logistically, sure. You you might need to do some convincing. You cannot convince somebody who is supposed to love you that they are supposed to love you yeah like i can understand going to ohio being tedious but like he should want to do it because he wants to see you you shouldn't have to convince him to want to see you Mm -mm. but we have been chitting (laughs) this has been going on for so So long we're gonna go to the last couple songs i mean there's not much to say after this because we've kind of yeah, we really we have. come to our conclusions about the people. We know, I mean, we know how the story ends from the beginning. So we've got Nobody Needs to Know. Now, this song, so much fun. Oh, this is such a good song. We love Jamie. The song says, opening lines. Hey, kid, good morning. You look like an angel. I don't remember when we fell asleep. We should get up, kid. Now, for anyone who has not seen this show, I'll ask Eleanor. Eleanor, I'd like you to take a guess, okay? Who do you think Jamie is singing to? Um, maybe his beautiful, loving wife, Kathy. Is that perhaps? Oh my, oh my God! You know what? I will. I will give you one point for for lot for log- for thinking logically. Okay. Unfortunately, this is Jamie, and he's never done that in his life. The next line after "We should get up, kid" is Kathy is waiting. So you know who's not in the bed with him? Kathy. Is it perhaps their their child that he had after? Fixing their relationship and finally loving his wife, the their kid. Oh my God, I wish. Um, but then, then we go into as the title of the song is "Nobody Needs to Know," and I just feel like I wouldn't have to keep it a hush hush secret that my my kid, you know, crawled in the bed in the middle of the night and fell asleep, and now I'm saying we got to get up. Is it perhaps um, an inappropriately young uh, assistant or secretary or editor at his publishing firm? Ding, ding, ding. That's double jeopardy. You take home the cash prize. Wow. It, and, and in the song and in the musical, as we said, there's no one else on the stage. So, like, he's singing to someone. In the movie, however, he's singing to multiple people. Oh. So he's not just cheating on his wife. He's cheating on his wife with multiple people and i don't know if that's ever supposed to be implied in the song and like the staging of it itself because he just says hey like he never uses names he says hey kid good morning but in the movie i think he sleeps with the uh, like the 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 assistant for his publisher or something like that and then some other lady who's played by like jeremy jordan's real life wife but like there's more than one person who's in his bed and none of them are kathy um also in this song, um, first of all, your wife needs to know that you're cheating on her. He he mm-hmm. talks about how, you know, that he and Kathy are building this life together, and the, the he 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 relates it to a treehouse, and it's he keeps it from shaking, and he he adds more glue to it, and it's perfectly balanced. And then he starts making. Oh yeah, he's doing all the work. Con- he okay he starts making conscious deliberate 
mistakes. Um, the you can do something consciously. You can do something deliberately. You those can coexist. A conscious mistake, a deli <laughs> mistakes or oopsies. You, and you don't do them repeatedly. <laughs> if it's a planned oopsie, um, that's not a mistake. That is a choice, and you need to do better. Suck. I I know I said we've been here for a while, but I think I think he, I, I I was wrong. There's more stuff to say. I think this is very important because I think on its surface, some of Jamie's problems with Kathy are logical, in the sense that he says all that I he talks so he's talking about the treehouse, and then he says all that I ask for is one little corner, one private room at the back of my heart. I tell her I found one, and she sends out battalions to claim it and blow it apart. And I understand the sense of when you are in a relationship, you can't be you. You can't you. You can't do everything. To, you can't become one person. Mm -hmm. You have to be your own entity. You you can't. You shouldn't have to. I mean, you might want to, but you shouldn't have to share every single thought and feeling and like, and 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 express every single thing that goes on in your mind. You need to. Everyone needs privacy in their lives. And not even like a, I'm trying to hide this from you, but everyone needs to be able to be alone in some way, even if it's not physically. And so I can understand on its surface, if he feels like she's smug, like she just wants to inhabit him. And he's like, I'm just asking for just a little bit of space every once in a while, you know, and she and she wants to take that over. But the thing is, it's very clear, Kathy, throughout the show, it's it's very clear Kathy hasn't done that. Kathy sits in the corner and she watches him and she lets him be and she lets him be successful and bright and a star and and the light of her life and doesn't ask for more than that and he's upset because she he want she wants him to love her and like maybe she wouldn't have to ask for you to love her if you weren't awful and cheating on her mhm mm yeah just a suggestion just and then i i will say jason robert brown is very good at like writing these sad songs and then just just when you don't think it can get any worse, he like hits you with these because every every time every time I've said this, like the last lines are awful. He says the the whole premise of the song is he's singing to the person he's cheating on, Kathy with, and he goes, "No one he needs to know." And then he says, "And since I have to be in love with someone, since I need to be in love with someone, maybe I could be in love with someone like you," which is a nice sentiment, but you should be the person you should be in love with is your, your wife. wife. No, so you don't. You don't need to be, this is like another thing where like, I think that the time period was a little bit confusing for me because I think in 2015, authors don't need a wife to stand by them. They can just be a successful mm -hmm. artist or author and be alone because no offense to authors, um, you're not Beyonce. Um... <laughs> But like, I think it's more like personally, he just needs somebody there to love him, but not too much. Um, but be obsessed with him, but yeah. not like that. Um, oh my god! Dude. And not ask for any of that in return. And then also those last lines, um, and it, it it relates to Shiksa Goddess because he's at the end of Shiksa Goddess. He says, "I think I could be in love with someone like you." And then he goes, "I if I since I have to be in love with someone, which no, you just don't. objectively in your life, in a relationship or not, you don't have to be in love with anyone." 
But I would argue if you are married to someone, if you had to be in love with anybody in that scenario. Do your best to have it be your wife. Spouse. Yeah. <laughs> just a suggestion. I just... It, like, I could understand him feeling suffocated. Like you said, I don't really think that's what Kathy is doing. Um, but I could mm-hmm. I could see how just even in the last song we saw that like all she wanted was to get out and Jamie is the one who kind of made that happen in a way so I could see that being suffocating at times but like practically that's not what she's doing and if you really truly think that that's what she's doing you need to sit down and you just just tell your wife you hate her and hopefully she will leave you. And if she doesn't leave you, just break up with her. If she, Honestly, if she doesn't leave you at that point, that's on her and we can't help her anymore. But it's not like you ever took any steps yeah. for her to... I like. I think by the time he was doing things for her to realize maybe he's awful, it was, she was like a little too far gone in it mm-hmm. to, to process that that was... She, like, she kept putting it on herself. Like I said, that was a common theme. She kept saying, like, she's like, I'm willing to take blame, too. Even though, realistically, she wasn't she doing anything she needed to take blame Do all for. that much wrong. I mean, sure, she was but a little anyway. bit annoying and liked Ohio, but, like, she didn't, she didn't she, cheat on you. She didn't even like Ohio. She was like, haha, I sure would, being the British queen would definitely be worse than being in Ohio. But I love acting, and I love you. But you know what she you know which one she liked more and she said repeatedly? You. You You know what? I don't think he said once that he, that he li- liked her better than anything ever. That he liked her really. Yeah. <laughs> like, he maybe could I uh. I think Shiksa Goddess maybe he was like but even then it wasn't like I like you for you. It's like I like you because you're not Jewish, thank yeah. God. Yeah. And cause you're under me right now. Let's go. Come on. And then we get a nice little... I do think this is a good ending to a song. I think a lot of this... Uh, we've used the word devastating a lot. But like when you read the words, it, it is. Especially when you're thinking of the timeline. Um, and like like back to back how Jamie treats her versus how Kathy views him. But I think this like ends on a lighter note with, with still being... Keeping the sad tone of the, of the show. So this is um goodbye until tomorrow slash i could never rescue you so it's one of the it's the third time and the last time we get the two of them singing at the same time and like quote unquote interacting with each other um and so it's kathy at the very start of the relationship so i think this would be around shiksa goddess probably just before or just after sorry just after Mm -hmm. because he's leaving she goes don't kiss me goodbye again leave this night clean basically she's saying if she's like if you keep kissing me i'm gonna keep you here forever so like goodbye until tomorrow I'll see you tomorrow. I'll watch you go and and how how wonderful and I have been waiting. I have been waiting for you. And he's and now he's at the end of the relationship, so this is just before still hurting. And he's saying how he called Elise to um help him pack his bags and he closed his bank account and it's not about a shrink and it's not about another compromise. So here we learn they have been trying to fix their relationship in more traditional ways. Um I'm not the only one who's hurting here, which to be fair I don't see how you get the hurt at all. But anyway, mm. you never saw how far the crack had opened. You never knew I had run out of rope and I could never rescue you. All I could do was love you hard and let you go, you which I have mixed her. feelings about. Because but like, if you watch Small Song, I would argue he loved her, but I don't think he loved 
Kathy in the sense of who Kathy was as a person. I think he loved Kathy in the sense of who he built Kathy up to be mm-hmm. in his head. Yeah. And this so this whole time she's singing, you know, goodbye until... And, like, it kind of re- is reminiscent of the next 10 minutes also. Where he's like, you know, will you share your life with me for the next 10 minutes and then 10 minutes more? And she's like, just goodbye until tomorrow. until And then I'll see you again. And goodbye until tomorrow until I see you again. I'll be waiting until I get to see you again. And he's over here like, I didn't see a way we both could win. Yeah, because you only ever thought about you winning. To you, Kathy winning was, like, direct opposition to you winning, which was not the case. And then... The song ends, he, he's, he's talking about, and he leaves the apartment, and then he walks out of the frame, and then we see Kathy walk into the frame, go into the apartment, and then read the note we see her reading at the start of Still Hurting. So if you put the movie back to back, it would loop right back into Still Hurting, because you see her reading this note, and then she starts singing about how Jamie has said everything is over, and it's up his to him. And then they say goodbye, and then I'm sad. Well, I've been sad for a while. But uh, yeah, so- I've been sad for a while. I... I just, I, I feel so sad for Kathy that, that, that he had to leave her to end this. Yeah, it never, yeah, I I don't know, like, that's, that's one of the worst parts is even through all he put her through, he still had the power in the end. Yeah. Anyway, we've been here for so long. We've been here for so long. Um. If you want us to listen to another musical, movie musical, we definitely will. We'll try and keep it shorter. Sometimes I uh, make Eleanor listen to songs from a musical, um, just a couple of them, and have her guess the plot. So if you want us to do one of those instead, comment down below. Let us know. Yes. Um, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Um, and thank you for sticking through this. Um, and my dogs are barking, and I think everybody can hear that. So now is a great time to say goodbye and thank you. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today. <laughs>